Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, your mom, joined as always by your dad. Hi. Uh, you got to be closer to the mic than that. Hi. We got a uh, professionally podcast equipment. I was just getting used to the phone. You're too far <laughs> away. You got to be cl- Actually, let me turn yours up. Tap your mic for me. Really? Yeah. All right. Now try talking. All right. That's enough. <laughs> I was just getting used to the phone. That sounds much better. All right. <laughs> the problem is that we've got these like professional quality mics that can pick up all the dog panting, all the dog jumping on face, all the dogs drinking. So professional quality mics, <laughs> amateur dude. Yeah, well, we're doing okay. So uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. It's gonna be a sad podcast, at least for the beginning. I think um, it is. Today is Sunday when we're recording. And we lost Schmig on Tuesday, and I think this is the first day that I feel like maybe I can try to start talking about it. There's going to be weepiness, though, so uh, dear dad's already making faces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so here is the Schmig story. So uh, we told you we had done like a special episode to tell you when she got the cancer diagnosis, which was like two weeks ago, basically, or two weeks before we had her put down like the end of March. And uh, it was hemangiosarcoma, which is like a super fast growing cancer. And we were trying like the stuff that you're supposed to do. So, you know, there's not much to do is really the answer, but we were trying different things and it didn't really matter. And, uh, you know, I think I said this on the podcast that like, the hardest part about doing this is that weird gray area where they're like not their normal selves, but they're also not like in pain and clearly suffering where it's like, oh, you, you know, it's like cruel to keep them alive. Like, I hate that period. And so I think we were both kind of on the same page <laughs> that like when she seemed like she was starting to be uncomfortable, like that was probably time. Like we didn't want to let her go deep into like the pain territory just to keep her around for longer. Yeah. And this is like such a fast happening cancer thing, right? I yeah. Mean, she can like bleed out in a day. That's the thing. I mean, we had, so, you know, we sort of alluded to this before, <clears throat> but we had a foster dog, Goldie, who we adopted, who died two days after we adopted her. And when we adopted her, she was a hundred percent fine. And it was hemangios, the same, exact same thing that Schmieg had, a hemangiosarcoma with his cancer on her heart. And so she went from being, I mean, she was an old dog, but getting along fine. You know, she was kind of tired and slow moving, but fine. Yeah. And then she stopped eating and she was panting and then she couldn't even stand up the second day. And I took her in and they did an x-ray and she had this big tumor and there's like nothing you can do about it. So she went in two days from perfectly fine, we'd had her in the vet, they had checked her, everything's fine, to dying. And, you know, for Schmieg, obviously we had her longer and we could kind of keep an eye on things. And she was just kind of tired when I took her into the vet and had noticed, <coughs> excuse me, that she, uh, that she was, you know, s- slower than she had been when they found this. But I knew we didn't have a super long time. And I think people are trying to be supportive and saying, oh, you know, I've had dogs, they've had cancer. And some dogs with hemangiosarcomas even will live for months. But I knew that she didn't have that long. And uh, 
I was hoping it would be a little bit longer than it was, but uh, so on like Sunday and Monday, we noticed that she was starting to have trouble standing up and it was Monday night, like we went to bed on Monday and she always came upstairs on Monday and, uh, or I mean every night she came upstairs and she came up on Monday and she was panting like, and dogs pant for lots of reasons, but it wasn't hot and you know, they'll pant if they're nauseous, they'll pant for all stuff, but she was clearly uncomfortable and she basically panted all night and then sometimes she'd fall asleep and then she wouldn't pant, but if she was awake, she was panting and I was kind of up all night going like, oh, like this is sort of it. I think, and I think I had sent you an email like in the middle of the night. Right? Send me emails when you don't want to wake me up with a text. He's laying next to me in bed, and it's like <laughs> I, it's not worth waking him up to talk. Like, let's have a conversation about this because he's. I don't do so well either when I'm woken up in the middle. Like of the nobody night. does. Uh. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not going to wake him up to talk about this, uh, but I didn't want to text him because his, you know, watch will vibrate and wake him up. So I sent him an email, and I'm like, you know, I think it's probably getting to be close to time. Like she's been panting all night. <coughs> Excuse me. Someday my cough will go away. <laughs> I keep saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, so this was Monday night, Tuesday morning, you know, at like two or 3 a.m. I sent that email and I was sort of, I was like, you know, maybe we can do it Thursday. I was going out of town on Wednesday and I'm like, maybe Thursday. I'm like, maybe we can make it to the weekend. And then, when I got up in the morning, you had already left for work mm-hmm. and I got up and she was still panting and was sort of uncomfortable. And I'm like, she's not going to die today, but she's clearly uncomfortable today. And do we just want to keep her around until she's really suffering? She is uncomfortable. You know, do we want to do that? I don't really want to do that. Like, and I feel like we're sort of on the same page with this. I mean, it's a big gray area with a lot of motion. If you were, if you had been, <coughs> excuse me, if you had been like, look, I think we need to wait a couple days and, you know, let's try to give her all the painkillers we have and see and, and try to get a couple more days with her. Like I would have said, okay. Um, but I think we felt kind of the same about it. Yeah. And then you always have the <coughs> fear that like you'll go to, wherever you had to go, Austin or Houston or something, and then, like, something will happen then, and then he won't be here for it. I mean, that's the because worst, she right? could, Yeah, she could, like, go downhill in 12 hours. That's the thing with these tumors. Like, they're, they're super vascular, so they have lots of veins in them, and they can just rupture, and then they bleed out internally. And it's not super painful, but you can't survive that. And, like, you want your dog to bleed to death internally? No, that's not what I want. Mm. And that's the thing to worry about with these. And so it's like, all right, she's getting uncomfortable. Obviously, the tumors are growing. These tumors grow super fast. And so... There's one on her heart. There's one on her heart. Do we want her to really stick around, frankly, just because we feel bad about it? Yeah. And uh, so I emailed, or I probably called you in the morning, and I was like, you mm-hmm. know, I think it's probably time. And... Uh, I called and you agreed, I think. And so I called my vet and our vet is so great. I mean, I have his cell phone number and, you know, I could, if something had happened, I could call him in the middle of the night. And, uh, 
Okay. So, oh. So yeah, I called them and, uh, you know, the vet that we have always seen was there that day, you know, I wanted him to do it. And, uh, so they said we could come in at four. So you guys who watched the snaps from last Tuesday kind of saw that it was like, you know, give Schmeek a good day. Give her like a big waffle. Have Pets. Waffle with ice cream. <laughs> Pictures under the cherry tree, the blooming cherry tree, and lots of snacks. Spoiler: she ate like a whole bag of chicken jerky that someone had sent us. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think we said this on the podcast, maybe, <laughs> but the uh, you know the person who like leads adoptions for our rescue group, like when she put her dog down. She was, you know, they were like, all right, we're going to put him down tomorrow. So they brought him home and they're like, we're eating chocolate tonight. Like give the dog whatever they want. So we kind of did that. Um, you know, everything that we could do with her and, uh, and brought her in and they were so nice. Like they have to put an IV in because like the medicine you give them to put them down, you know, they take through an IV and they put like, you know, they cut out little hearts from the vet wrap and put it on there. It and didn't help. <laughs> no, it's terrible. I mean, I, like at some point, the, you know, they put her down and they're, you know, they're always like, you can have some time. And he came, the vet came back in the room and he wasn't rushing us out. But I think he was kind of like, you're still here. <laughs> we had like a pile of <laughs> Oh my God. You. We went through half the box. They gave us a box. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, basically since then, I've kind of been like, can't believe that I can't like do a thing to get her back yeah this is the whole premise of pet cemetery yeah makes sense so uh I'd freaking do some kind of deal <sighs> some soul swapping is fine yeah and it just you know it's so different without her like we have so many dogs right and I've lost dogs before. Uh, but it's like, you come home now, and like she was always kind of like in the front. Excited to see you. Yeah, like being Spoke's dog, like bringing you toys and like making her speak sounds. And it's like really different not having, like the dynamic is different. And plus she was like always attached to one of us, like physically touching. <coughs> And, uh, I mean, she was just so, like, I've lost dogs, and it has been really devastating, but it hasn't been like this, where she was just, like, so tuned in to both of us, and really, like, so joyful, and also so, like, I want to be with you, yeah. and, uh, like, I'm just happy to have attention with you, and to engage with you, and... It it was a bond like I haven't had with my other dogs who I loved like super much and was really devastated when I lost them. Like we have lost a much bigger thing with Schmeeg. Yeah. We appreciate her when she was there, but it's a it's a big absence. You know? Yeah. You realize uh, you just remember all the things. It's tough. Yeah, it's been very hard. So uh so this is Sunday. We put her down on Tuesday. 
So Wednesday, <coughs> I had to fly to Houston. I was on like the 6 a.m. flight. So I like basically didn't sleep all night. And uh, I got up at like 4.30 and I like cried on the way to the airport. I cried in the parking lot at the airport. I cried in the bathroom at the airport. I cried in the bathroom on the plane. Fortunately, the dude next to me on the plane was sleeping. So I cried on the plane. Uh, <coughs> basically managed to do the talk that I had to do. I just cried all day. I cried all day the next day. Friday, I went to Pilates. I cried onto my thing in Pilates the whole time. Uh, and, you know, fortunately, people don't really look at you in Pilates. But I can tell, like, the instructor's like, I can tell something's up with her because she's just <laughs> crying on her, you know, while she's doing her leg circles on her reformer. Maybe she's in pain. Yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, it has been the worst. And that's it. Someone, and I mean, everyone has been super supportive. Uh, people sent us flowers. People sent snacks. It has been. Yeah, thanks for that. Experience. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys sent like 4,000 messages, like literally 4,000 messages when we posted about it. Um, and I've read all of them, but I just like, it's so overwhelming that I haven't been able to respond to everything. But I have read all of it, and it really helps that everybody like knows what we're going through and misses her and feels bad about it. Um, but yeah, it's terrible. Someone, <coughs> someone messaged me, I think yesterday and said, grief is such a constant companion. And I'm like, that is exactly what I feel right now. Like I, I know this will eventually feel better, but it's just like, constantly all i feel like is this ache yeah and it yeah rationally you know it's gonna get better but it doesn't feel like it right now no it just feels terrible right now yeah so uh yeah rest in peace oh shoot <sighs> doesn't seem fair no it's terrible she was so good yep all right, so. Well, yay. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> that happens. Meanwhile, the other idiots are fine. Everybody's good. <coughs> Riley's sitting here right now. I'm going to say hi, Riley, into the fancy new microphone. <laughs> good job. Good job, not eating. <coughs> You'd given it to Vank, she'd eat it. <coughs> Hey, your cop's still there. Some days, that's fantastic. Yay. I have this capitalist doctor. <laughs> so, she's not a capitalist. She's a function of the capitalist she's system. She's part of the system, yeah. Uh, so I have like a VIP physician service, which is like, I may have mentioned on the podcast before, but it's like ridiculous that, <coughs> that such a thing even exists. Um, so I pay like $1,600 a year to be part of this VIP system, which basically means like my doctor has fewer patients and, uh, you know, doesn't have to be, doesn't have to take on as many people and is much more accessible. So like I have her cell phone number, I have her email, I can just call the office. Like the times I've gone in, I'm the only person she there. She answers the cell phone. She <laughs> answers the email. Uh, yeah, she's great. And so, uh, when I had had bronchitis, I think after I had whooping cough, which is now six years ago, 
Um, my doctor at the time had given me an albuterol inhaler prescription. And so I had filled them all. I didn't use it all that much, but it really helped like if I would get bronchitis after a cold. And so I used them all up last, you know, over the last week with this stupid pneumonia that you apparently cough for months with. And uh, <laughs> I was like, man, what am I going to do when that inhaler is gone? It really does help. And I was like, I have a capitalist doctor. So I just called the office. I'm like, I had this old prescription and it really helped. Can you guys refill that? And they're like, oh, we'll call it in right now. And the doctor will call you back in 20 minutes. And she did. And we had a conversation. And it's just like Man, amazing. It's like one step from house visits. I think she would probably do a house call if I, I asked. Like, That's it's hilarious. Crazy. I think she has a big black bag. She might. <laughs> doctors. Yeah. So, like, I know how screwed up it is that, like, because I'm a person who has money and can pay $1,600 a year that uh, that I have this doctor who's responsive to my needs and that people who don't have a lot of money don't get that. But it's like, we live in the system and this is how the system works. And so I've got the money and I'm super stressed out about my health. And so that's what I'm going to use my money for. And uh, I can also lobby to make the system better. We are big proponents of universal health care in this household. And I think that would be great. But yep. And I'm voluntarily not going to the doctor, so I balanced it out. <laughs> That's right. If you average out our doctor visits, yeah. like we're like two normal people. I don't want to go to the doctor. They'll just like find something. They might tell you something wrong. Call it something, and that's bad. <laughs> anyway, apparently, I'm gonna cough for several more <laughs> months. But the inhaler is helping, and it's getting better. Yes, yeah, great. <laughs> It's totally better. <laughs> Crap. All right, take a drink. Probably doesn't help that you're like running all the time. If you're not oh sleeping God. and eating or eating, you're running. So this weekend I was supposed to run 50 miles. Just for the hell of it. Just, well, you know, for training for that 100-mile race, race I'm going to do. You didn't do a race. I didn't. And uh, I've been like, my sleep has been really messed up where I've been like having a hard time sleeping and then I'll sleep really late in the morning because I'm very sad. And uh, I had pre-scheduled a party at our house last night for work, which actually was great. It was like really nice to have people here. I like the people I work with, uh, but I didn't go to bed till like two. I woke up at like 10. I'm like, I can't run 50 miles today. Like that's going to take 12 or 13 hours. But next weekend I was scheduled to run six hours one day, four hours the next day. And so I swapped it, swapped it. So next week I'll do the 50 milers. So I was like, I got time to run six miles today. And six hours today. I'm sorry, six hours. Yeah, not six. Six miles is easy. Six hours is a lot harder. And I was like, oh, but the poor dogs. You know, we got up at like 9:30. I woke up at 9:30. We kind of got out of bed at 10. They're gonna be so bored if I just like eat lunch and then go run. And so I ran with all the dogs. Like I took Hopper for three miles. I took Venkat for three miles. I took Smiley Riley his first time for three miles. Well, two and a half, and then we had to walk the end because he's does like, "Does he swim? What are you doing to me, lady? Does no, he swim? He does not. I took him down to the beach, and he he trotted up to the water, and then as soon as he got close, he stopped. He wanted nothing to do with that water, so he's not a swimmer yet. Uh, yet, that's right. Hops was not a swimmer before, so it could happen. Um, but they all had a good time, and then Jasmine and Queso kind of went a few blocks each. And uh, so I got in 10 miles with the dogs, and then I ran for three more hours by myself. <laughs> Their 10 miles took a long time because, like, I'd come back home, and then I'd pee, and then have a snack, and then leash up the next dog, and then they'd go for a swim. So it was the first 10 miles were slow. But whatever, I'm running for time, so 
you know, it's okay if it's slow. Um, but yeah, we did science this week with the dogs. Uh, I do have the Moore's Animal Foundation study scheduled for this week. Good job. But that's not what we did. We went to the Canine Cognition Lab, and uh, this is where they're basically testing dogs' understanding of language. So it was really interesting. So they did, there are a couple of tests they did. One was, do the dogs recognize their name? So you tell them the name you normally call the dog, and then they have mispronunciations of it and variations of it on other names. They did that one with Vink. And then I think with the other dogs, they did one where they would like read a story and they'd read it in a voice for kids. Like, once upon a time, there was a fancy bear and the bear lived in a house. Like high pitched and like lots of over over enunciating. Yeah. Yeah. And like real vocal variation. It goes up and it goes down. And then the other one was kind of read for same text, but read for adults. And then... So they had those two, and then sometimes they would play it forwards, and sometimes they would play it backwards. And what they were trying to test is, are the dogs more interested when it's forward in their actual words versus when it's backwards in their not words? Like, did, even though the dogs don't understand all the words, like, did they respond to actual language more than non-language? So I think that's the test they did with Riley and Hops and Jasmine, and then Venk they did the name test. I, I'm kind of guessing at this because I was in the room, but they put headphones on me and like played music. So I couldn't hear what they were saying. So basically I couldn't respond and then the dog would respond to me responding. Like that horse thing. Yes, exactly. Like the horse is counting. Um, they pick up on human responses like, all right, we're going to count to three and see if the horse can tell. And they go one, two, three, and all the people are like, <gasps> and then the horse knows to respond. <laughs> yeah, so they, I couldn't really hear, but they, they had sort of explained it ahead of time. And so first they did Vink to see if she knew her name. And so they did all this stuff. And they came in at the end. And I was like, so, I know you have to what analyze. Does, what does everyone think? What, <laughs> is, what, would, what would you think about Vink recognizing her name or responding to her name? I mean, we have certainly talked about this. My hypothesis was she did not know her name. That would be my bet also. If I had to put <laughs> money on it, it would be no way, Vink. Yeah. So I asked him, I'm like, I know you have to analyze the data, but what do you think? Does she know your name? And you're like, well... Like the first thing we played was a, you know, like a different word and she maxed out the response on the charts. So she was like jumping around and climbing the walls. So it was said like sandwich or something. Yeah. Yeah. So basically Vink thinks everything is her name. <laughs> Any word, that's her name. She responds as though it's her name. <laughs> she's so dumb. She is, this is almost scientifically <laughs> proven that she's dumb now. <laughs> this is like scientific evidence of dumbness, Vink. Oh, Vink. Gotta know your name. Yeah, so that's what we learned about Vink. We also learned that Jasmine's basically deaf. She's not 100% deaf, but she's like 90% deaf. Like most of the stuff they were playing, the other dogs were all like responding to. And she just stood there like looking at me like, why are you just sitting there, mom? This is, this is why she doesn't mind the vacuum either. Yeah, and also why it's like the middle of the night and I let her out. And then I'm like, Jasmine, Jasmine, come in the house, Jasmine. She has no does not idea. hear me. She doesn't even hear me. She's, she's not willful. We thought she was stubborn and willful, but she's actually just deaf. Yeah, she's mostly deaf. So like that was interesting. Um, but they both, they all four of them got a doctorate diploma, and they got doctorate of science. Doctorate of science. They got to. I didn't know this, but they all get a toy as like their reward for participating. So they have a bucket of toys. And so Riley was in there first. I think he was the dog who went last. So he got to pick. And he picked out this, like, giant fuzzy ball. It's, like, too big for his mouth. So he's like, wah, 
I'm like trying to get, I'm like, do it like a snake. Just do it like a snake. It. Just pinch it. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, uh, must get it all in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's this big giant ball. So he was very happy with that. Hops picked out like a rope with a tennis ball on it, which is not surprising. She sniffed that tennis ball right out. For tugging. Yeah. Uh, Jasmine picks something and then Vink comes in and she just like opens her mouth as big as possible, <laughs> sticks it into the bin and closes it and picks up like as many toys as possible. And then she's like so excited. She's running around the room and she's got like a stuffed taco and like a stuffed emoji and like a little like lizard toy like all in her mouth. And they're like, Vink, you only get one. And she's like, look, look, look. Running but around. But I have three. Wagging it. I'm going to run over here. And it's this tiny little fish. She's like, where can I go? Where can I run? Keep on my toys. So uh, she did coming home with like a uh, heart eyes emoji plushie. <laughs> They're all in the car right now, but it was a fun day. And then we, I tweeted, I was like, you know, we're going to be on campus for an hour. So, you know, a dozen people stopped by and saw them on campus. And so it was a fun time for them. Yeah. Sorry to everyone who's overseas and can't make it to campus in one hour. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to be sitting here for like an hour. So one, one student actually. She's like, I'm in class right now, but I left for a bathroom break. And she just like... Nice. Yeah, she came out and like hung out with the dogs for 20 minutes. She's like, I should probably get back because somebody's <laughs> going to get worried. So it was pretty cool. I have a lab running. <laughs> I, got, I get something boiling off. Yeah, so that was uh, so that. Was that. Um, so Vank... Well, we don't have the final formal results <laughs> yet. Just a preliminary indication. Preliminary. Yeah, I mean, I think they're looking in aggregate like... Do dogs know their name from random words? We so, want our individualized results, please. Yeah. I don't think they're going to give that to oh, us. Oh, come on. I want a little I profile. could devise an experiment. Profiling. I want a profile <laughs> for Vink. I'll, I'll see what I can come up with. IQ scores, please. Um, any other dog news that we need to talk about? It's mostly been shmeeting. I think they're fine. They're all enjoying eating grass because everything's growing right now. Yep. They seem to... Enjoy the spring, but nothing stupendous. Yeah, and they're all doing okay, like, after the loss of Shmi. We were especially worried about Jasmine, but they all seem to be doing fine. Yeah. No problem. Seems to be enough Which chaos. is a relief. Yeah, I mean, when I when I lost Pi, my first dog, Kay wouldn't come out of the basement for, like, months, and it was just, like, so heartbreaking seeing her mourn so much. I was really worried that, like, God, if Jasmine is, like, won't get it. She's more nihilistic and sad than she already yeah. seems to be. That would just be the worst. But she's she's doing fine. She, she seems, seems about like, the same, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. Okay. Uh, we have a bunch of Taste of the Keys stories. But before we get to that, I would like to do Cocktail of the Week, which we didn't start with because we kind of had to jump into the Schmeek stuff. Sure. <laughs> so I had a party last night for work people and it was very explicitly a cocktail party. I was like, I'll have a couple bottles of wine. There'll be some beer, but like I'm hosting this party to make cocktails for people. So you can try some if stuff. You bring a box of wine. We'll send you home. <laughs> I was like, if you want box wine, you best bring it for yourself. <laughs> no, Cause I don't have any, none of that bullshit. So, and it's good. Everybody came. There were like a dozen people who came and it was all like in the right spirit. They tried all the weird stuff. I like made a cocktail menu and posted it. In the right spirits. <laughs> and so, uh, my friend Cody came, Cody and his wife, Lee, they come to pretty much all of our parties and they're just like the best guests, right? They're so nice. They talk to everybody. They're super nice. They like dogs. They love the dogs. And so they brought like this whole little, I told everybody like, you don't have to bring anything. And they had texted like, do you have stuff for Bloody Marys? And I was like, oh, I don't. So they brought all this stuff for all these different drinks. And they brought stuff to make 
uh, a couple cocktails, which we'll do for the next couple weeks. But the one that I made last night for my friend Cody was basically a Bloody Mary, but with rye instead of vodka. Already a big departure. Yep, you can imagine it's good. And then instead of putting hot sauce in it, he brought Serrano peppers. And I was like, okay, so I guess I'm going to muddle these super hot peppers with some lime juice, and then I'll put in the... Do you know where they rank in, like, the the ranking? They're, like, hotter than jalapeno peppers. Ugh. So they're real, real spicy. Yeah. Um, and, and, but they're little. They're, like, the size of a quarter, mm. maybe. They're not even that big. They're small peppers. Dangerous little buggers. Yeah, I mean, the smaller they are, the like, more dangerous. Seems like it. Have I told you that story about when I was a kid and my dad with the peppers? maybe is it a sad gen story <laughs> you, you would call this a sad gen story it's not good <laughs> so one year when i was, i mean i was is our first house we moved the summer before second grade and it was quite a bit before that in my memory so i was probably in kindergarten and my parents grew some kind i don't know what they were some kind of pepper and they were like an inch long and bright red with like a little curve danger super hot peppers yeah my dad thought it'd be really funny to like give me one one time he's like here you should try this like just bite it and so i like bit the whole thing and it was like this super super hot pepper and like poor baby jen was like running around the backyard crying with my mouth burning my dad thought it was hilarious this is very much my dad's sense of humor like oh can we torture jen a little bit my mom like still gets pissed when i tell that story that my dad for doing that to me Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Cody mm-hmm. brought these Serrano peppers, and I've never made a. I mean, I don't know if I've ever made a Bloody Mary. Period. Oh, no, you let me drink them. I, I like to drink. I'm them happy for, for you to drink like them. I don't like tomato mornings. Anything. I guess I like tomato sauce on pasta, but I don't like tomatoes. I don't like tomato juice, so I don't really make them for myself. And usually they just have pepper in them. I mean, they're not like like hot tomatoes. sauce in them. They're yeah. not super hot. Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, and so uh, so this was. He had me do two Serrano peppers. I was like, man, all right. All right, Cody. (laughs) And a lime, juice of a lime. And I muddled that together. And then I put in the rye and topped it with the Bloody Mary mix that he had brought. And it was, and I tasted it. So I had just done the lime and the Serrano pepper. And I tasted it to kind of see like, all right, have I muddled this right? And I was like, oh, dear God. It's so hot. Like my mouth, like I used to. Was it one of those like delayed onset heats too? Yeah, the way that you taste a cocktail and you're making it is that you take a straw and you stick it in there and you kind of put your finger on the top. So you keep just a tiny bit in the straw just so you get a taste. And I was like, woo! I'm like backing up. I'm like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> like He's like, I think the tomato juice will make it better. And I was like, okay, man. So I like put the you know rye in there. I put the tomato juice in there. And, uh, and I mean, it was very tasty, but damn was it hot it was so hot and i was like you are a stronger man than me cody like and he's like this is delicious (laughs) so uh if you want to make yourself a very hot uh bloody mary i would recommend using one serrano pepper which i believe was the consensus even from cody at the end that one would have been a better choice one serrano pepper take the seeds out because that's just going to make it hotter i did take the seeds out um cut it into you know like quarter it Put it in the bottom of a glass with the juice of a lime, like an ounce, ounce and a half of lime juice. Uh, Smoosh that up so you kind of get the flavors of the pepper into the lime juice. And then put in one shot, an ounce and a half of 
rye, or if you want to be super classic, a vodka. Um, fill a glass with ice. Top it with Bloody Mary mix. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, you know, stir it up a little bit. Put a celery stick in there, and you've got a pretty classic slash spicy Bloody Mary. So uh, it it was a good drink, and I could see why people liked it, but it was too hot with the two serrano peppers, in my humble opinion. But if you like stuff hot, man, put the two serranos in there. That's cool. But there's no Worcestershire sauce in this mix? There's no Worcestershire sauce in the mix. I mean, there may be, be in the Bloody Mary oh, mix. I had to look at Because it's more of a, like a... It's like a hearty flavor. Mommy flavor. Yeah, but yeah. I guess maybe the rye supplies some of that too, right? I mean, you need that. It was really have, good with the rye. All you have is a vodka. You don't have any umami. Yeah. Um, umami in there. Yeah. So it was good. So, Giardet, we. I don't uh, think I'm using that right, but. God, yeah. Savoriness. Yeah. Yeah. We went to dinner before this and had sangria. So, no more cocktails tonight, but I'll make you one tomorrow and you can judge. Okay. All right. So, that's cocktail of the week. Uh, Taste of the Keys. I love people are now sending me on Twitter like all their Florida man stories. I'm getting like the full collection, which we'll talk more about in a bit. But there were two good ones, actually three, four good ones this week. I'm looking at the I've made a list because oh, there nice, were so many. Nice. Um, all right, number one, and now I don't think this one is the keys. This is just a Florida man story. I better make sure. All right, so this guy was in a fantasy football league. Uh, one two three midnight sent me this story. He was in a fantasy football league. He did not do his research. He lost the league. He came in last place. Oh, yeah. And so he either had to pay a bunch of money. Oh, I've heard about this. Or yes. coat himself in peanut butter and walk around the local dog park in a Speedo. And Wait, he, that was the, the dare. That was, he could either pay the money, $250 to the winner, or he could walk around the dog park in a Speedo covered in peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Those were his two options. <laughs> Uh, somebody video that? Yes, yes, there is video. Because that's a lot of liquid. Look at it right there. Oh, my. Ooh. Yeah. I don't even know why I got this. It says it was Arlington, Texas. It's got like he's a fake tan. Anyway, it's, it's a great story. Know. We're going to tell it no matter where it's from. There was some guy who He's covered his... in peanut butter. That's why he looks like he's tan. Yes, yes. It's, it's the like peanut a fake butter. tan, but it's peanut butter. There's yeah. a whole application there that, you know, <laughs> there may be some use of peanut butter for that. Anyway, someone recently lost their fantasy football league and faked their own death to try to get out of it, <laughs> I think. I mean, man, just cover yourself in peanut butter and walk through the dog park. <laughs> he was like, I was hoping no one would notice me, but people were taking videos because it's a dude in a Speedo covered in peanut butter in the dog park. <laughs> and so there's pictures of, like, all the dogs, like, he walks past and they're like... <laughs> and then they walk up to him and they got him so that was a good story uh, I think good. it's an older story he did not get devoured though he did not, no okay, so conk life story my favorite kind of story yeah. by Guy DeBoer the yeah. author of All Things Conk Life uh, a Miami and Chewiston Florida man were given notices to appear in court because they were caught with undersized snapper Two small fish is like one of my favorite stories. So they had 11 undersized schoolmaster snapper. The minimum is 10 inches. And there's... But you know what their excuse was? It wasn't size. We've had that too. Where it's like, oh, the ruler didn't do it. Like, oh, we thought it was a different kind of fish. That's right. Yeah, it's very complicated. Yeah. Like, we still... thought it was like some kind of red snapper or something. Yeah. Schoolmaster snapper. Yeah. I don't know a lot so of So you got to know your fish... And your size. If you're killing the fish, you should know what kind of fish they are. Yeah. Yeah. 
So two small fish was like a big win. Um, <laughs> so that was a good one. That would be enough by itself, but no, the conk life keeps giving. That is not it? No, man. The squarest of groupers. Oh, man. 60 pounds of cocaine. Some dude's on a dock at a resort in the Keys and pulls in a bundle that he opens up and sees a white powder and it's 60 pounds of cocaine that he pulled out of the water. That's a square grouper. That is the squarest of groupers. Yeah. 60 pounds of cocaine. Um, So that's pretty good. Somebody's going to be looking for that. No kidding. And they published the dude's name. We're not going to say his name because we don't want the drug Why did they publish his name? I don't know. Should have just said Florida man. Inside the inside the big thing he found, there were twenty five smaller packages of cocaine, all wrapped in different colors. But it was sixty pounds total. I have seen this movie, and it does not end well for him. No, I mean, hopefully he doesn't get in trouble because he was on the dock at the Caribbean resort. He used his little net to pull out the square grouper, and then there were sixty pounds of cocaine. He called the coast guard. Dude, so. there's a yeah. Mm. <laughs> Some things maybe you just kick it into the bushes and run away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. And then our last Conk Life story is one that I got by text message Whoa. because I'm a local. Yeah. And uh, so when we went down to the Keys last time, just for that weekend, right after I had gotten pneumonia and we were supposed to run that 50 miler and I was forbidden by my doctor from running. And so uh, we were just like, well, we'll go down to the house for the weekend. Uh, we showed up at the house and six minutes after we showed up, the power went out. Yep. And we were like... Did we do that? The, was the power even on? I'm like, did I pay the power bill? I think it's set up to auto pay. Uh, uh, thought it was uh, elevator related. Yeah, and we were checking all the stuff. I'm like, no, I know the power was on when we got here, but now it's not on. And the power is out for all the keys. And uh, so I signed up for text alerts from the Florida Keys Energy whatever. And so I started getting these text alerts that's like, oh, all of the keys, basically all the keys from Tavernier, which is way up towards the top of the keys. There's like one cord that supplies There's power. There's literally the one line. One cable. Uh, yeah, that cable had been disrupted up at Tavernier. Everybody else had lost power from there down. And so it's, and I was like, ooh, what happened? <laughs> so I go online. <laughs> some dude in a sailboat just ran into the power lines with his sailboat. So the mast of his sailboat was like, <laughs> ran into the power lines. Um, we've seen video of this happen. It's not uncommon for people to hit the power lines with their sailboats because they, I mean, there's a ton of bridges in the Keys. There's only a few bridges that are high enough to take a sailboat through. Most of them are real low to the water. So you can't just sailboat around and people are stupid. Oh, gee, your dad, you dropped your mic. Um, and they take their sailboat. Move that a little closer to you. Um, they take their sailboats right up on the power lines, and then the mast hits it, and it shorts out. Uh, so no one in the sailboat was hurt. Seems like it's like getting hit by lightning. It's kind of like that. Yeah, I mean, there's a big arc and sparks and shit. Um, and then the lights go out. <laughs> yes, the lights go out for 80,000 people. Um, uh. Yeah, below... Below Tavernier. 
so the power lines, thankfully, were not broken. They were just sort of shorted out, and they got it fixed within about an hour. Um, but then, then the Florida Keys Energy, whatever, their Twitter account posted a picture like, here's the boat you have to thank for like your power outage <laughs> for this afternoon. They got a picture of the sailboat like tangled up Man, in the water. Yeah, that's as good as posting that cocaine guy's name. I mean, he's going to get in trouble. Someone's going to be taking revenge. Yeah, I hope that dude gets in trouble. Um, and then... <laughs> One more that's not actually in the Florida Keys, but is a good Florida man story, uh, which I've seen show up in a bunch of places, is that there was a Florida, ma- Florida man who threatened to destroy everyone with his army of turtles. He said he was a saint, and that he had an army of turtles, and he was going to destroy the world with them. Bad saint. Um, he was a bad saint. They found him at 7-Eleven and arrested him. With no turtles? He didn't have any turtles with him. Oh, no. They lost the turtle army. He said, I need to leave now or you will all be sorry, you fucking with the saint. (laughs) That's what he said. This is the least saint-like behavior I think I've ever heard. He was not very saintly, and he claimed to have an army of turtles, um, and he got arrested. Would that that were true. Yeah, so there you go. That's a a bunch of quick tastes of Florida. And then apparently someone got sentenced for going on a... Tire slashing spree. In yeah, the US. you read that one. I missed that one. Yeah, yeah. I think it happened a while ago, though. But oh, they, they yeah, they just got sentenced. Yeah, yeah. So if you can't get enough of our Florida stories, I've got good news. <laughs> We're starting a new podcast. Uh. Golden Ratio podcast number two is called Murders in Paradise. By the time this releases, you should be able to subscribe to it on Google Play and iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, it's a true crime podcast just about murders in the Florida Keys. And you guys, the one that I have picked to kick it off is the craziest shit I've ever heard. You're going to have a hard time matching that. The core part of it was so insane. And then I'm like, okay, I should do my research. And then it's like 10 times more insane than I originally thought. Your dad doesn't even know because I'm just going to tell the story. I don't even know. I I know the headline and it's insane. Yeah, and it's like, it's so much more insane than that. Yeah, and you're pretty jaded. You've looked at a lot of... True crime stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I have a whole file of stories to do for Murders in Paradise, our Florida Keys murder podcast. Yes, and, this will uh, be led by GR Mom. Yep, yep. You just get to be like the well, color as, man. As with this one, you know, <laughs> a lot of this is a surprise to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, Dear Dad, this is our new podcast. Here's the name. Here's the logo. Check out this music that I picked out. Yay, I'm supportive. Yep. Um, so hopefully we're going to record that one in the next day or two and it'll come out in the next week. There is a teaser out already. So as soon as it shows up in your favorite podcast app, the teaser dad just looked at me like, what? <laughs> it's like one minute. It's just the theme music and me going like, we're putting out a new podca- podcast about murders in the Florida Keys. It has a bark, doesn't it? A growl. It's got a growl. I'll cut it in here at the end. So if you stick around past the, uh, the theme music, you can hear the teaser for murders in paradise, but it's so- not me. No, no, it's Hopper. I, I was trying to get her to growl all day, and then she, I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to record the teaser. And then she was like, tug it, and I'll growl. And I was like, okay, great, so it worked out. Um, but yeah, subscribe to that so you'll get it when we release it. And uh, we're going to have a fun time with it. I obviously love the podcasting. Yes. And so I'm happy to have a second little podcast. And, and I love true crime. So You do. You always have. <laughs> I always have, and so this is going to be my own little corner, right? Not just, like, yeah. all the popular true crimes, but, like, murders in the Florida Keys. Looks like there's a bunch of them, so we're going to be able to go for a while. I like the crime-solving part. I don't like the crime part. I mean, it's depressing that people do that crap. It's true. 
that they get caught is a good thing, and I like this forensic science. Uh, I mean, spoiler alert, episode one, the dude gets caught. That's great. Actually, the person gets caught. No, I think that's great. It would have been better if, you know, they hadn't done awful things to other people. That is certainly true. But anyway, new podcast. The tone is basically going to be the same as this podcast. Because we can't change on a dime. We are, we are how we are. Just more true for me than for anyone else. Yep. So uh, it will still be me and GR Dad. I don't know if you want to be called GR Dad in the other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't figured that out yet. Um, it's just uh, going to be us talking the same way we talk here. It will be slightly irreverent. We'll sort of be laughing we'll about some stuff. Fancy microphones. But not about the people dying. Yeah, and we will have the fancy microphones. I miss them phone this sounds way better though it's true yeah uh we got headphones we got fancy microphones we got a mixer i mean we're like legit yeah you know what you need is a cough pedal and when i like do npr i ride the cough pedal like anytime i'm not talking got my foot down on the cough pedals because like these microphones are so sensitive that like if you move your tongue in your mouth it gets picked up on the microphone. It drives me crazy. Ooh, so. now I'll be moving my tongue in my mouth for a while. <laughs> Just put your mouth real close to the mic. I'm not going to inflict that on you. Not while we're recording, just afterwards. But yeah, I love the cough pedal. Just keep my foot on that thing the whole time. Mute, mute, mute. <laughs> All right. Uh, German word of the week. I want to offer this word to German word of the week. Yeah, go ahead. Sommersprossen. Uh, oh, that's nice. That's a good word. It means freckle. Uh, it literally means summer sprouts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ich habe viele Sommersprossen. That's a very sort of happy little word. Yep. It's a, I think it's adorable. So. Yeah, Sommersprossen. Uh, Hops has a Sommersprosse on her nose. <laughs> she does. <laughs> like right on her nose, she's got a little freckle. Was Hops, she had a wart on her nose when she was little. Oh my God. She hops, had right? a wart. It looked like a. We named it. Like Nor- Norbert. Norbert the, the wart. Norbert the wart was the size of like a corn puff. Cereal. It was like she was growing another nose. It was huge. It got giant. Like right on the front of her nose, poofed out there. It looked just like a piece of cereal, like a big poofy round corn piece of cereal. It really put a crimp in her modeling career. It was terrible. I mean, she had a bunch of little ones in other places, but that was the big one. None of the regular stuff worked. And then I think the vet that we were seeing at the time, who was in the practice with the guy that we still see, she's like, you know, you could try lysine. Like that's sort of supposed to help, which also is supposed to help with cold sores. And I was like... I will try anything. You can just buy that at CVS and uh, it's an amino acid. And I bought it. And I mean, I think the third day we gave it to her, the wart started falling off. Like yeah. it 100% worked. Nothing else worked. It was weird. Yeah. She was unaffected by it, but she looked weird. It, it was giant. <laughs> that wart was giant. <coughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's not where the wart was. The wart was like straight in the middle on the front of her nose. The Somosprosa is like up on the kind of Yeah, tip. it's like a nose beauty mark it's very cute nasal beauty mark <laughs> um all right i've got another florida story here but i'm going <laughs> to save that for next week because we did so many this week but oh, yeah uh it it involves the male member so it's going to be an interesting one <laughs> male member week. of what jen <laughs> Not, it involves the member of a male uh, of a male choir <laughs> <laughs> something like that sure <laughs> if that makes you feel better a little bit. <laughs> I, I crossed my legs a little bit. Yeah, that's a good idea. We'll do that one next week. Mm. Um, we have a sponsor, audible.com, audibletrial.com slash the golden ratio. Get yourself a free audiobook. Yeah. You, you know what to buy. Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Pet Cemetery is fine. Um, <laughs> anything you want to add before we're done? Uh, no. Thanks for 
uh, all being nice and supportive, guys. Yeah, your all of your messages and um, snacks and all the stuff that you've sent has really helped us dealing with our Schmieg grief, and obviously we're still super sad about it, um, but all of your messages have been really great, so thank you. Yep. All right, we will see you next week. Hopefully everyone will be feeling a little bit better, and uh, yeah, sign up for our other podcast to get a double dose of your mom and dad. Murder! Keep wash your hands, fill the animals, and don't fight anyone unless they ask you. Bye! Bye! Bye.